This is a Dubai Eye 103.8 podcast. Well, the laughter factory is in town at the moment. So many jokes, so little time. And that we thought we'd feature them on this podcast with a very talented lady coming all the way from New York City, Liz Mail, who is part of a three comedian lineup. Do enjoy the podcast and join me live on the show weeknights 8 through 10, right here on Dubai Eye 103.8. You're listening to the UAE's number one talk radio station. This is The Night Shift with Mark Lloyd on Dubai Eye 103.8. Well, welcome back into the show and the Laughter Factory, of course, is in full swing. So many jokes and so little time. That's the name of the tour. Still three gigs to go on Thursday. The 22nd, they'll be over at the Hyde Hotel. Then off to Abu Dhabi on the 23rd at the Park Rotana. And on Saturday, 24th, back in DXB, at Dukes on the Palm. Three comedians, as always, on the lineup, And one of them joins us on the show right now. It's a real pleasure to chat with Liz Mile. Of course, you've already done some gigs uh, Liz how's the tour gone so far oh it's been great I don't I it's so funny every time I do a gig I don't really know what to expect so I keep my expectations quite low and it's been um it's been lovely all the audiences have been amazing um I suppose it's nice to you know play to audiences where someone's from all over the world I mean we're very cosmopolitan here yeah I mean I, I live in New York so I think I'm used to kind of a mixed bag of people like you don't Everybody is around the world. It's a lot of tourists that are in New York City. So I think to me, I get a little bit of nervous, but it really just feels like New York City has prepped me for every city I've ever been to. (laughs) I can imagine. Yeah. Tell me about the comedy scene in New York City. I'm sure it's absolutely bubbling. Um, I'm I'm so grateful. I mean, I started there, so I've I've literally been working in New York for 20 years. And, you know, you can do multiple shows every night. So, like, to me, this is almost slow pace to just do one show a night. Normally, I'm doing anywhere from two to three, and I'm jumping on the subway, and I'm bouncing around. And and then on the weekends, I would travel around the country and do headlining gigs. And even there, I'm doing hour sets. I'm doing two shows a night, sometimes three shows a night. So, this is uh, borderline a vacation. (laughs) (laughs) That must be amazing. I mean, doing so many gigs and um, all in different clubs. I can jump in on the subway in, in between your gigs. I mean... Uh, it, it must be a very fast-paced life for you, Liz. It is. I, 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 I'll be honest. I'm struggling with the slow pace. <laughs> All right. <laughs> like uh, I think I, I think I like a little bit of stress, and I, I, as I don't know if you've seen my work, but I'm, I'm, I'm quite angry, and so I think it fuels my anger, and I think this is um, really <laughs> making me a calm person. <laughs> right. So tell me about your journey into comedy, Liz, and um, you know when you realized that you wanted to make this your full-time kind of employment. So I, I have a kind of unique story. I, I started when I was 16 years old. So I grew up in New Jersey, which is right next to New York, and I started thinking about, like, I fell in love with stand-up when I was 13, 14. I started writing jokes, and then I started taking the train into the city every weekend and just doing, like, open mics and stuff. But I feel very fortunate that by the time I was 19, I was working kind of most of the major clubs in the city. So like Caroline's, which is sadly shut down since um, uh, January, but, you know, was a staple in New York City for like 30 years. But I was working at Caroline's and and Stand Up New York and Comic Strip Live and all these kind of huge clubs, very young, and then uh, got on TV when I was 22. And then from there, I've been very fortunate to make this a full-time career. 
Yeah, I mean, that that is really young, isn't it? I mean, TV at 22, you know, some of the biggest uh, comedy clubs in New York still in your teens. I mean, who, you know, were your influences? Who, who did you want to kind of, not emulate, but, you know, who did you take a little piece off and think, I want to be just like him or her? I mean, it's funny because it's all over the place from like Dave Chappelle to, I don't know if you guys got like Mitch Hedberg. He was kind of starting to blow up um, when I was, like a teenager but sadly died uh very young so like mitch hedberg greg Giraldo also died uh in his 40s which is terrible a lot of dead people i'm enjoying apparently but like there's a lot of like young comics that were on comedy central that really influenced me as well as like people like richard pryor and george carlin and yeah you know um uh, I, I i feel like it was a mixed bag of like the kind of up and coming comics that I saw on TV and then the people I had access to because, you know, stuff that was just on TV. So like Paula Poundstone was on TV. Sinbad was on TV. Um, uh, Carlin has always been uh, a huge influence. But then I look at somebody like Wanda Sykes, who was like a nobody when I discovered her and now is like one of the biggest acts in the world. Um, but anybody that's just like a strong writer and has a strong perspective, I was just, even if that wasn't my personality, I just liked that I got to know them so quickly. Yeah. It's amazing how many comics I've interviewed, uh, Liz, that cite George Carlin as, as just this, you know, absolute genius. I mean, I've not seen a lot of him. I've seen a sketch called Stuff, and we all need more stuff and get more stuff. Um, that's a famous one. But what do you think made him so special? Well, first of all, his stuff still stands up, sadly, because nothing has changed. So truly, his his stand-up has become evergreen, even when it's political. Um, he truly was on the right side of history, cared about people, cared about the little guy, yeah. um, was, was thoughtful in how he approached jokes, but also relentless in how he approached jokes. Like, he, he wouldn't, if this was a debate, he would be so prepared and he wouldn't let you kind of swing the bat around and get something on him. He thought about it more than you thought about it. And I think I've taken that approach and you might not agree with me, but you know, I've done my research, you know, where I'm coming from. You understand why this is my perspective. And I I was fortunate enough to, to meet him and have conversations with him. And he's also an angel, like one of the kindest people I've ever met. If you watch the HBO documentary about him, it, it just talks about just, how hard he worked, but just what a mm. kind person he is. And I think both of those things is how I would like to live my life. Uh, what are you working on at the moment, Liz? Um, obviously here in Dubai right now, but uh, what's going on with you back home, you know, in, maybe in terms of television, maybe some radio, what's, what are you up to? So I'm recording a new special in September. So I have a, a new hour um, that's pretty much done. So I'll record that in September. That'll probably come out either later in the year or early in the new year. Yeah. Um, I've written a couple of scripts. Things are kind of weird in the U.S. because we have a writer's strike and we're yeah. going to have an acting strike. So um, right now, while that is not happening, I'm actually trying to turn my script into a novel. So I've um, been writing a lot while here Um trying to get my head straight because uh, everything is very hot here. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask you, what do you want to get up to whilst you're in Dubai? I know it's, uh, you know, it's summer, it's, it's hot at the moment and uh, obviously doing a lot of writing, but you know, anything that you do fancy getting up to that's not hot? Uh, today, I really hope to go to um, old Dubai. Like I love yeah. it's like strong culture and 
I know here everybody likes the shiny stuff, but I, I like the old stuff. I like to get to know a place by their history. Yeah. So I hope to go to old Dubai today. And then when we're in Abu Dhabi, I want to go to the Grand Mosque. I've heard that's stunning. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I think, you know, I, I've kind of, I've had really bad jet lag, so I've been a, pretty much a cat for the last three days. Okay. <laughs> well, I'll yeah. tell you what, wait for the sun to go down um, yeah. this evening, you know, around about five, six o'clock. Get down to the creek, because if you want it, your piece of history of Dubai, that's where you'll find it, is, is the okay. creek. You can cross the creek on what's called an Abra, which are kind of traditional little boats um, that uh, y- back in history used to take people from one side of the creek to the other. And you'll land um, right in the souks, in the spice souks and the gold souks, and you'll really soak up Dubai's history. So that's my tip for you, uh, Liz. Oh, I love it. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> You're up for that, Liz. Great stuff. Um, as I mentioned, we've got three more gigs uh, where we can see the comics Thursday, Friday, Saturday, the Hyde Hotel, Park Rotana, Abu Dhabi, and Dukes, the Palm, of course, uh, back in Dubai on Saturday the 24th. Liz, been really good to chat with you and uh, learned a lot yeah. about you. So uh, have a great stay while you're in Dubai and enjoy the historic side of the city. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. You've been listening to a Dubai Eye 103.8 podcast. To enjoy lots more from Dubai Eye in the United Arab Emirates, just go to DubaiEye1038.com or find them wherever you normally get your podcasts.